2: Perfect home sweet home. So it's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith, and more are already obsessed. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. So, go to buyraycon.com iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart.
3: Hi, good morning. It's Monday morning. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald, and you're listening to Money Making Conversations. Guess what? I'm here to tell you what it is to be successful because that's what I do. (laughs) I I feel so good today. Um, You know, the city city of Houston I'm talking about is recovering from Hurricane Harvey. Um, Gave away more donations last Thursday with uh, Jerome Love to uh, small businesses that were impacted by Hurricane Harvey. We gave out $1,000 stipends to 10 more businesses that have been affected. This campaign is ongoing. Our goal is to raise $100,000 and we will be uh, giving out uh, an additional of money in those directions. But what is Money Making Conversations? Money Making Conversations is the show that I host. Money Making Conversations is a show that I interview industry decision makers, CEOs, small business owners, and celebrities. And you learn the secrets to success. That's what it's all about. I contact people I know in the business, a lot of people I'm here for the very first time. I've heard of them. I'm My talent scouts, or my bookie. Uh, agencies that I'm tied to uh, invite these people onto my show and have an honest conversation about success as small businesses. But I also like to hold that thought right there because when people hear the word small businesses, they say, okay, this show is not for me. And that's absolutely, absolutely not the truth. This show is definitely for you. This show is about giving you an opportunity to look inside yourself. Uh, you, you Right now you see yourself as an employed person, but the skills that I'm talking about will marinate in any opportunity in life that you want to be successful, whether you're a young student in high school trying to get, trying to find your way in college and get that college degree and get you set for what you want to do in your life, if you're already in life, marriage, single, divorce, uh, looking for somebody to carry your emotions to the next level, that's what this show is about because I will give you a plan, and that's all. It's the only way you can be successful is to have a plan, and that's what Rashawn McDonald created. Sean McDonald being me, that's why I created Money Making conversation to give you that opportunity. But let's get this show started with my very first guest. She's been on hold, and I'm smiling because this is going to be a good time because she's successful. My first guest is not your typical podiatrist. She is, an, she is a fluent, grounded entrepreneur who takes pride in empowering other women inspiring them to reach their best. She just happens to be great at performing bunion and hammer toe surgery. (laughs) I know about that now. I am a person who have had both. She maintains offices on Park Avenue in New York City, as well as the Washington metropolitan area, downtown Silver Spring, Maryland. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Dr. Yolanda Ragland.
1: hello Dr. hello how are
3: you i, I I'm, I'm so happy you know be, to have you on the call today i know you're on the east coast right
1: yes i am i am yes and i'm thrilled to be here
3: now what, what city are you in right now new york or the dc area
1: i'm in new york city that's where my flagship is uh, although i'm originally from the washington metropolitan area um I, I I reside in New York City now okay let me just
3: before we get into all the questions I got two breaks with you because we are gonna have a nice discussion about you know what 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 drives you what, what makes you successful and um in in the in the field of, of this surgery of nature because I want to give everybody the history on she and I. Um, I I first encountered her business when Steve and I first came on radio in New York City WBLS. Uh, it was the first station that we syndicated out of New York City. Steve and I, Steve, me and Steve Harvey and I was living in New York City and she came on board to advertise. This is the first time I really heard about this. You know, I, th- I think you're a groundbreaker when I say that because you said, look, I want to spread, I want to spread my business to more people and let them know they're available. And also you, you had no problem
1: spreading it to
3: the African American community, correct?
1: Oh, that's absolutely correct, and there's a, there's a real important story behind this because, yes, I, I was looking to do some some advertising. I'm what you call an out-of-network doctor, which means that if you op- if you go to your website and look for a doctor within your plan, I'm not in there, and mm-hmm. that's because I'm special and I provide a special service. Mm-hmm. So I have to find different avenues to reach the patients that want the services that I provide. Mm-hmm. So so the, the, the real important story behind this is that I went to the radio station <laughs> and I said, I, I, want, I, want, to, I want to advertise. I, I definitely, you know, Steve Harvey is, is hot. I always knew he was hot. I was like, I want to, I want to advertise only during his show. Right. <laughs> that right. was, that right. was my goal. But what I did was, and as, as I, I took it a step further, I, I asked the person that was that was going to uh, sign me up for the for the ads. Um, I said, you know, is there any way I can get it, uh, you know get on the show? And, <laughs> it, it, it's a, and so my my whole thing is because the, the way I look at it is the worst thing that they could tell me is no.
3: Right, 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 right. right. So, it's it's like, important for people to yeah. hear that, though, Yolanda. I'm glad you're telling the story because a lot of people <laughs> stop themselves bef- f- ahead of time. All they can
1: say is no. The, the worst thing that, yeah, so that's my philosophy. The worst that you can say is no. I'm still going to advertise regardless of, of the yes or no answer. Uh-huh. And the, the young lady, you know, she responded, uh, you know, she had this beautiful, you know, voice, and she said, Dr. Ragland. I think we might be able to make that happen, <laughs> and, and and next thing you know, I'm 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 on on the Steve Harvey syndicated nationally radio show, right. which was like huge. It was huge, and and because I just remain me, the the person that I am, I, I I don't I'm I like you said, you introduced me perfectly right i am i am just a i'm a regular person but i am really good at just just i just so happen to be great at performing bunion and hammer toe surgery
3: now here's the, so he, i just. here's the interesting thing i want to say about this because that's how she came into my life and you know we got on the phone and you know i got into coaching and i said this is how steve is gonna be i said he's gonna joke around because. He going to find jokes in, 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 in foot surgery. He going to find jokes in hammer toes. He going to find jokes in bunions. Oh, yeah. And you were smart enough to understand, okay, you know, I'm going to allow his humor to build my brand and give me opportunities for people to contact me. And it worked perfectly.
1: Absolutely. You know, it's like for some people, unfortunately, I mean, feet are funny. Feet are just, they're, they're funny. I mean, think about it. Eddie Murphy. It's one of the reasons why I'm in business. His movie Boomerang. Right. <laughs> when, when, he's in, <laughs> you know, when he's lying in bed with the girl.
3: Right, 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 yeah. right, right, right. And
1: and he pulls the sheets, and you see all these corns, and he can't, and all he wants to do is just, he wants to get out. He's just like, no, 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 and you know, and then the next day, the boys are sitting around, and they're talking about it, and everybody's like, oh, she's beautiful, and he's like, no, 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 you should have seen her feet, she had hammer time in there. So so it is naturally, it is a funny thing, and I know it's embarrassing, and it does make, it makes people feel self-conscious, but... If I'm coming into this asking, you know, Steve to be on the Steve Harvey show, I have to understand that I'm going on, I'm going on the show at a comedic level. Right. And, and so, yeah, I, I get it. I totally and, get I, it. And, I like that because and,
3: and, you were not intimidated. First of all, you weren't intimidated. Let's go and put that out there first. And secondly, it was about no. your brain and marketing your brand and taking it to an unconventional, let me use that terminology correctly, unconventional mm-hmm. level. Because you you were willing to take a, you were willing to bet on yourself, and that's what I liked about you. You know, you willing to bet on yourself it says, Rishon, I've never done this before, but I also want to protect my brand too. Can I come on the air with him and you know let him do his thing? But I'm gonna I'm a, I'm gonna center it back to the professionalism of that what I am, I am the real deal. And you did it magnificently. I want to tell you you did it magnificently. And I wanted people to get our story out because that's what this show is about. It's about telling different people how you can be successful and how you have to think out the box, correct?
1: Yeah, yes, absolutely. And and, and thank you for recognizing that because and, and Steve Harvey recognized it because I got invited back on again yes. <laughs> and then and, and then and then I got back invited back again. So <laughs> um, if you think outside the box, sometimes sometimes people are afraid to step outside of that box. sometimes people are afraid to um, put on that that real, Inner me that they are, uh-huh. um, because you're, I'm a surgeon and I'm a doctor, so I'm supposed to be perceived a certain type of way. There you go. Um, there but, you go. But 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 my but your patients are people <laughs> and they're yeah. real people, mm-hmm. and as long as you get as long as you give them you, as long as you treat them with you know give them excellent medical care, they yes, um, They're going to understand that when it comes down to working on their bodies medically They're going to have that confidence in you, regardless of the fact that you might you may have a different hairstyle every day, or or you might have a personality.
3: How about that? You might have a personality,
1: exactly. You might have a personality outside of the realm of what is known in 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 what is. I mean, essentially, in the medical profession. Yes, absolutely. Because even on podiatrists, it's it's orthopedic surgeons, as you know, it's orthopedic surgery. So it it is what it is, and people. You know, they perceive these doctors a certain now, kind of now, way. Now, now, you, tell, you can be a regular person.
3: Good. Now, we set you up. Now, let's talk about these these feet now. You know, these feet. Okay. My first question is, yes. patients, male or female, who's the dominant patient, male or female?
1: Okay. So, the dominant patient that comes in to have the procedure done are definitely women. Okay. <laughs> women are, you know, they're coming in in droves. However... Uh, and this is this is a key thing is that people don't look at these numbers. And this is the, this is another reason why I, I thrive in what I do is that I understood early on what this procedure and how I do it means to a specific demographic, that being African-American women. Right. Now, my procedure is for everybody. And I I make that very clear. You know, I'm equal opportunity. It's for everybody. But Mm. however, African American skin, black skin heals different and Mm -hmm. responds differently Mm -hmm. to different suture materials than what Caucasian skin might might, uh, react to. Also within the African American community, feet are culturally important, the aesthetics of what your feet look like. So you could be Halle Berry fine yes. walking down the street. Right. But if you have, you could be Halle Berry fine, but if you have open toe shoes and you have horns <laughs> and bunions, people are going to commentate. <laughs> They're going to be like, oh, she looks like Halle Berry, she's fine. And then another one's be like, yeah, but did you see her feet?
4: Right,
3: Look like she's kicking <laughs> and, rocks, I, uh, kicking up dust Right, right.
1: Yeah. yeah, kicking up flour, whatever. <laughs> and, and, and they do this and, and and what people outside the culture don't you understand know, that yeah. this common terry is not eternal this is out loud
3: you know, her toes cut you and baby you know what
1: i'm saying you, <laughs> yes, yes I pedicures. we've heard it all right we've heard right, it right. all well. so so it is different. So this particular de- demographic that I do right. target and that, that is gravitated and has an affinity towards me,
4: uh-huh.
1: um, it, it's, it's a cultural thing. It's a, cool. it's a thing that people outside of the culture just don't get and don't understand, and that's fine because I'm here. I'm here, and I'm here for In you. In
3: your own money-making conversations,
1: we're going to be right back <laughs> with more,
3: Dr. Yolanda Ragland. And, Dr. Yolanda, one of the first questions I'm going to ask you is the age group. So we're going to talk about, you know, some of your special, the Tierra toe technique, you know, founder of the Fix Your Feet. We're going to talk about all that in the next break. Don't go nowhere. If you got feet problem or you're looking down at your feet and you need to call her, she's based in New York and the D.C. market. She's one of the best. As you can see, I enjoy talking to her all the time. She makes me smile because when you go in there talking about your feet, you also know they want to do your do the job, but also let you know that they got a little personality. That's where we are in 2017 personality along with the skill set. That's what you get with Dr. Yolanda Raglin. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. You are listening to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host. Every Monday you can hear this show on my Facebook page. You can see it, 1480 in Houston, Texas. More importantly, you can hear it on iHeartRadio Podcast. Just go to iHeartRadio Podcast, do the search, money-making conversation and all my current and past podcasts are on there. We're making it happen um, international, worldwide. I'm back Rick, my guest, who's online right now, um, she is the founder of Fix Your Feet, the very popular uh, podiatrist located in New York City on Park Avenue and the Washington D.C. area in Silver Springs, Maryland. Please welcome back to my show, uh, Dr. Yolanda Ragland. How you doing, Doctor? <laughs>
1: I'm good, thank you.
3: Again, I'm, 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 I'm sounding like I know what I'm doing, on I, I, doctor. I'm really like I'm I, I, I know I'm, I'm moving up the scale. I, I want to ask you just one question before we get started. Um, I won't be able to have people call in but can I bring you back and take phone calls with you uh, for people who have little issues and you can help them out can we can we develop that relationship is that cool? Oh
1: absolutely I would love
3: to do that. There you go there you go I know you're my (laughs) friend. Now now tell me about Fix Your Feet what is that what is Fix Your Feet?
1: Okay so how Fix Your Feet started was that um, first of all I understand what it's like to walk in the shoes, or should I say the heels, that strong women walk in. Yes, ma'am. Um, the, the feet that carry us support our foundation. Therefore, I wanted to empower women with a strong foundation. So mm-hmm. I became a podiatrist, and I am fit to improve and enhance that foundation. Right. And so, like I said, I'm just proud to be founder of this and providing this service by fixing these bangs and hammer toes with the cosmetic results.
3: Right. Now, you are the creator of the Tier toe technique. Now, I'm on the phone, just to bring everybody up to speed, I'm on the phone with a mm-hmm. renowned podiatrist, Dr. <laughs> Yolanda Raglan. She's based, like I said, in the New York City market as well as the DC market, but she's available. Uh, she'll take phone calls, she gives advice, and she's a, she's a motivator, and she inspires especially yes. women, African-American women, to be successful. And I think that's really important because you may note in your bio that the a recent Nelson report, African-American women uh, say number of businesses with the majority of them owned by black women grew 67 percent between 2007 and 2012. And that's important to you, to you correct? Correct.
1: Yeah, well, here, here's the thing that's, that's important to me about this. It, it's that it, I, I think it's really funny with this Nielsen report. And mm-hmm. it came out in, yeah, 20, 2007 to 20. Mm-hmm. They did the study from 20, 2007 to 2012.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And here, here's the thing the, the, Nielsen is late, they're, they're just now figuring this out. Yeah. I, as an African American woman, have always understood our magic. Right. The mainstream is finally waking up right. w- through their science. And right. they probably got this science because some intern like myself said, hey, you know, there's a whole group of people over here that need to be serviced. Right. And they're finding out the magic of the African-American woman and their buying power and their spending power. In fact, this is partly why Fix Your Feet is so successful. Right. I am part of a group that is underserved right. and was... An afterthought to marketers. Nielsen, the Nielsen report just solidifies everything that I've already known. Right. Through that frustration, I took what I do and I focused it on this demographic: the African American woman. From the jumpstart, this is from the beginning. Right. Um, and you don't know, and, 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 and it's incredible because how every single time I go into the office, someone says, "Finally." Somebody understands exactly <laughs> what I want and what I need. Right. That being said, I would highly recommend to anybody out there who's a business owner, an entrepreneur, or thinking of going into the business is to do the same and find out what their target market is and serve them first. Find out your underserved market in your field and share your story. Create a business specifically for your dream demographic, and that will be your differentiator. Rashawn. I was simply an early adopter of my own market.
3: Because I want to say that because I didn't want to interrupt you because this this report was 2007 to 2012. You was on the Steve Harvey Show between 2005 to 2007 in New York City. So you already was ahead of the curve, the thought process.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, the data was already there. They just never took the time to do it. And when they exhausted who they were already marketing to in the beginning, then they says, oh, oh, they scrambled around, saying, oh, who else can we get money from? And right. we've been, <laughs> African-American women have been sitting here with our hands raised ha- raised high, like Arnold Horshack. Yeah, they, oh, just, oh just please, just me. Over here, please over, please here me. over here, over okay. here. Yeah, over here. Yeah, and they're just now fighting, they're talking about, you know, her, you know, our science,
3: her magic. No, the, ma- the magic has been here. It's been here. Right. <laughs> it's been here for years. Now, now, let, let, let me back up everything here. I'm going to make it a little personal. This is Rashawn McDonald. Bad feet. Bad feet and all. I'm, you know, because in college, you know, I, I wore all the wrong shoes. Pointy-toed shoes. Mm-hmm. And I, I wore the shoes that to impress the ladies. I'm going to be the truth mm-hmm. about it. You know, if the ladies like that shoe, I don't care how bad it hurt my feet. <laughs> You know, I mean, I remember with one shoe, it actually had a little, it, it left an imprint, a point in the side of my <laughs> foot because it was mm-hmm. badly made. But guess what? Boy, I walked mm-hmm. in a nightclub, and them shoes were attention getters. What are the signs? Mm-hmm. I, I, I just got to talk to me because I was stupid. What type mm-hmm. of shoe, or maybe I'm just being too broad, what are the signs that say to say stop? Stop treating your feet that way. This is what you're supposed to be. Supposed to do to have quality feet that's going to take you to your grave.
1: Hey, look, this is—I tell everybody this. If, mm. if it hurts, <laughs> don't buy it. <laughs> it it's that, it, 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 it's, real, it's a. It's you're a too late, situation. doctor. You're too it, late for me. You're it, too late. You, you know, it, it, there's another. There's another family shoe out there that's going to be <laughs> an eye catcher. That's going to be proper for your foot. Because, mind you, Rashawn, even though that foot, that shoe wasn't good for your foot, there is a foot type. Yes. That, that shoe can tolerate. Right. your It was just that your foot type couldn't tolerate no, that particular it could not.
3: shoe. It could not. It could not. Right. And I, and I wore yeah. them anyway. I wore them anyway. Yeah. That's the whole stupid part of it. I wore them anyway. Now, today, <laughs> you know, I take care of my feet. You know, I got, the, I got a wide foot, so I buy wide shoes, you know. I don't care what right. anybody think about what I got on my feet. These feet, these shoes make me happy. I wear a particular brand only for my feet and I'm happy. And it's not about based on money, it's based on quality and like you said if it hurts, don't put it on. Don't put it on. Yeah,
1: because there there are expensive high-end shoes that hurt also. Yes. So yes. It, it's all about it so it's all about it it is all about <laughs> how, it, how, what it, how is that is can, is your can your foot tolerate that particular shoe if they can't leave it alone I have some ladies that can only wear pointy toed shoes and wow. you'll you'll see literature out there that says oh pointy toed shoes will do this and that and the yeah. other and that's not necessarily true there's a certain foot type that actually fares well in a pointy toed shoe and right. they do, do they do not do well in a round box shoe and vice versa so it it's it's, it's for the particular individual, you have to find the shoe. And, and also, Rashawn, I have to say, men are more fortunate because they do make shoes in wider widths and they do make nice looking shoes in wider widths for you men. That's not an option for us. I'm maybe. just
3: going to let you know <laughs> CVS, Walgreens, right? They own me on that little foot aisle. They own Rashawn McDonald, because Rashawn McDonald got to go down there. <laughs> I look like I travel with a little clinical kit. You know, I got my little blade. I got my little sander. I got everything <laughs> to make my feet happy. But more importantly, yeah. just, before you get off the air, you know, because I, I, I'm i mm-hmm. glad you agreed to come back on my show and take questions because this has been a fantastic call, call because I don't want anybody to come on my show confused about what I'm trying to do. You're doing exactly mm-hmm. what I need to tell my my listeners, my viewers, people on iHeartRadio podcast, is that, you know, find your lane and stop being all over the place. Stop being all over the yes.
1: place. Yes. Yes. And, so, and, 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 you know, I, I found one of the biggest things that I, I found to be a problem is that when I told people, I want to focus on African American women. And I had a goal. I'm like, if I could take every African American female away from my competitors, I'm like, I'm a super happy lady. Right. And I had people say, well, why do you only, why would you just want to go after that? And I'm like, well, listen, if you look, if you do, if you look at it, if you look at the ratio of African American women that are signing up for this procedure right. as opposed to their Caucasian cohorts, we are the majority. So we have to stop underestimating us mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and, and and focus on, it, 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 like I said, focus on the people that want it the most. I know who wants this the <laughs> most. Now, me being an African-American female and being the only player, a big player out there yes, that's a African-American woman, why wouldn't I focus on that demographic? Why, everybody, everything else will fall in line, and that's what's happening. Right. I focused on the demographic that wanted it the most, and guess what? I still have people from all different races, nationalities from all over the world that seek out my services. Even I though know. I focused in mm-hmm. the, even though I focused on African American women.
3: Uh, well, the, the thing I like about it is that you gave yourself a base. And that's what a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, you know, any successful company, whether you're Apple or you Chick-fil-A, they have a base that they identify. And then they advertise to everybody. Because if your base is going to be there for you, then that's where you can produce your, your, your budgets, your, your annual, quarterly, what you're going to be doing. You, you can start forecasting when you know who you're talking to. And that's really important. And I'm so, so happy you was able to come on the show just to convey that message consistently.
1: Yes, yes. I'm so glad that I, uh, you know, I could come on here and let people know because don't be afraid to, to, to target that audience that that other people are going to tell you why are you targeting them. Don't be afraid to. If you have a distinct intuition that these are the people that you want to drive to your business, right. you need to go with that. Mm-hmm. You need to go with that.
3: And before we get off the phone, tell us how we can reach
1: out to you. Come on now. Okay, so... Uh- at FixYourFeed.com. You can reach me at 877-403-1929. Uh, now, you I'm, know, Dr. Reckler, that was two my Insta, Yeah, Instagram. So give that, yeah. give out, Instagram, out that number.
3: Yes. One more time. Yes, 877-403-1929. Eight, eight,
1: eight, seven, seven, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on, I'm on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Uh, you know, you can DM me. I- I'm here. I'm here for you guys.
3: You're fantastic. Also LinkedIn. She's also on LinkedIn. Uh, been fantastic. I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm on. Uh, you know, uh, it's the fourth quarter. Got to have you back. We're gonna do another two breaks. We're gonna take phone calls. We make a big deal about it because you're fantastic. And I want to help you build your brand because you're you're amazing. Every time I speak to you, and I, I like to believe, you know, Rashawn McDonald helped all this get started way back in 2005. <laughs>
1: that's right that's that's right that's right thank you you know thank you thank you and blessings to you thank you so much for having me on the show and i'd love to let people know about how i started the business with almost no money too so i want to talk about that too
3: okay we'll start back (laughs) give a round of applause to dr yolanda raglan she's based out of new york city on park avenue in the dc area silver springs maryland fix your feet make it happen we'll be right back with my man Alan Right, Hi, Dr. Sean McDonald back with Money Making Conversation. Let's keep this rolling right along because he's on the phone right now. He's one of my favorite actors. He doesn't even know that, that I'm a big fan of his, but he's about to find out now because he's on my show. Talk about him being an entrepreneur. Let's get these credits out the way. My next guest has an actor, writer, director, and entrepreneur. You've seen him on shows like Blackish on ABC, Survivor's Remorse, which is on Stars, and had the finale last night. You're the worst films. Uh, like Where's the Money? Straight out of the Company, The Equalizer and Cake. And has developed the industry's first digital for short films. Everybody digital. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation, the very talented, talented, Alan Maldonado. Alan, how you doing?
5: What's going on, G man? I'm doing excellent, man. Thank you for the fantastic intro.
3: Come on now, I'm telling the truth. I'm gonna tell you something, man. I'm a big fan of yours, all right. So. Oh man, that's love. <laughs> you
5: know, and and,
3: and and it's so crazy because they only got me for one break with you, and we got a lot to talk about. But we're gonna squeeze what we can in this one break. But first, I got to just talk about me being a fan of yours, okay? <laughs> okay. So I don't know how many minutes they're going to take, but we got to talk about that, man, because you're Let's talented. It, dude. We, we got, hey, we're
5: going we to have to do what we do, baby. Let's do it.
3: Because first of all, this this brother here, man, because this is why I like him, because, see, he's an actor, but he's also a writer. And so you're writing on Survivor's Remorse right now, correct?
5: That is correct. Okay, yes. which yes. is That's important
3: correct. to hear because see, because, see, the power of anything in the industry is behind the camera. You can work, you can direct, you can put yourself in front of a camera, just like I'm doing right now.
4: If you're
3: a writer, director, and producer, he understands that right now. But if you don't, if 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 you Google this young man right now, and you go, oh, I know that face. Oh, that's who that is. Now,
5: <laughs> that's what they're gonna say. I, I swear to you, they're yeah. gonna say because yeah, you- yeah, I, I i consider myself around the way famous, man. Because everybody was be like, No, I know, I know you from somewhere, I know you from <laughs> around the way, right? I know you live next to Chanel, right? it be like, Yeah, 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 nah, I do oil changes and stuff, fish plates on Sundays, man. Yeah, you yeah, know, that's, because you're that's building your did.
3: brand as a you know, let's use the word character actor, you know, because yeah. you're funny, you could be dramatic, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's put it this way A young Samuel L. Jackson You feel me? Hey,
5: come on now,
3: man You feel me? The guys there. You better talk about it Come on, yeah. you feel me, Alan? So, so yeah. his character On Survivor's Remort And I'm mad Because the finale <laughs> Was last night And yeah. I should have had you On the show Last week to promote the finale. But you got yeah, stuff yeah. going on this week. So we in good shape cuz you on Blackish on this th- this week and you got some other stuff coming up with uh Tracy Morgan. We are going to talk about all that. Like I said, That's you right. should not have been one break, okay? Now. <laughs> on Blackish, Absolutely. man. I mean on Survivors remorse. When you yeah. played this character, it was kind of like, I'm gonna tell you something, man. That character was so funny and so real
5: cuz <laughs> he was a ghetto,
3: you was like a ghetto manager. For this football yep. player,
5: correct? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was ex drug dealer turn manager. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the time I made was a mess. The time the, I made was a mess.
3: Now, the only thing that made me mad, because this character was so funny and was so. Break, break that character down right quick, because I don't want anybody. He starred and played this character on Survivors of More, and then we went yeah, go into a little detail
5: about it. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. I mean, you definitely go to stars and catch season two of Survivor's remorse. Man, I played a character named Deshaun May, the ex-drug dealer, term manager of the number one draft pick uh, for the current NFL. Uh, uh, and he basically was everything that you wanted in the manager that, was fun, he was crazy, he was talking, He would help get prostitutes drugs. drugs. Like he was He was the worst. He was the worst and the best thing for anybody yeah, trying to have yeah. a good job. Like, right, 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 right. Okay, we're going to take it to the max. Right, right, go right, all right, the right, way.
3: Right, and, and And Ron Rico Lee came into the picture. Ron Rico Lee, he's the manager of the star of the series, Cam. And so yeah. the only part I said you should have shot Ron Rico Lee is when he confronted you on that basketball court. Oh <laughs> I, your character would have shot him. Your character in real life
5: would have shot him. Yeah, yeah, he would he would at least gave a flesh move. He would at least gave a flesh move. He would have left him thinking about something. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, most definitely. Because that character That's was that so awesome. that character was that amazing to
3: me it was funny i hope to see it again but you're a writer so you know you're right in the writer's room so let's see season five i gotta I'm, see him pop up again but i'm let's gonna tell talk- you
5: something man yeah it, it, every time when i was in the writer's room of every pitch it could be something that had to do with making you know birthday cakes and flowers i was like <laughs> well, you know the child May coming in and, <laughs> and delivering this like uh, so yeah uh, most uh, definitely i was i was uh always you know i love like, it man i love bite. it and i hope don't you don't mind
3: down, i hope you don't mind me you know chilling you all for a few minutes before we get into why you really got yeah, on to no call problem them. man
5: no problem i appreciate
3: it okay cool now let's talk about this app this ultimate library for licensed award-winning films from across yeah. the world providing a home for short films called everybody digital please yeah. tell everybody what exactly is that
5: everybody digital everybody digital man um it's a short film uh streaming app basically we're the um short film version of netflix yes sir so like say say that one more time alan
3: alan say that one more time man you don't you don't throw out a brand like that
5: and just walk that's right that's right we are the short film version of netflix being that we have short films instead of uh, feature films. Yes, and we're creating original content, uh, such as original short films, original digital series, uh, basically everything that Netflix does, but in the short form version. Mm-hmm. Um, the app is available now uh, in the Apple Store to be ready in Google uh, next month. Yes, sir. Uh, mm-hmm. What? The next month it'll be ready. And it's a feat that has yet to be done being that, Short films have uh, been looked over. They've been only seen as a stepping stone rather right. than the industry where, like, music videos, mm-hmm. uh, even to the point where, like, these Instagram short videos yes. are, in, they make billions of dollars for individuals. Right. So, um, uh, short films have been left behind being that they're the grandfather to all of these Instagram videos and mm-hmm. short skits and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the 80s, short films used to go before feature films.
4: Right, um, right, right.
5: And they were replaced by trailers. So at this current time, before everybody digital, there was no distribution. There was no way for the average consumer to even see or even know these films existed. Um, it all came about. Because I had a, I'm a short filmmaker myself, so I consider it like fubu for us bias, a short film app by a short filmmaker, right. um, <laughs> where I had a film Love that this. went on film festivals and won countless awards and got several film festivals, <laughs> and after the the 12 to 15 month window that you have with film festivals, it was over. There was no distribution, and the demographic was so limited being that the people that go to these film festivals are usually uh, friends of family people who are part of the film are just people in the film industry the average consumer that en- enjoys movies every weekend and watch television has no clue that even film festivals even exist they don't even know what they even do or consist of right. so I want to create a platform to to broaden the exposure uh for short films and also with everybody digital we're creating an industry so in two years we would have created an industry for short films to actually make money with
3: right 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 which is which is kind of like you know what youtube is doing right now now they call it youtube red correct
5: right right that's their original that's their original content format yeah right, that's their right. original.
3: Which yeah. is YouTube Red. Now let's let's talk yeah. about your upcoming because I gotta I'll be remiss I brag about how talented you are and not tell people what's happening this week because you're on Blackish this on the seventeenth of this week right
2: tomorrow yeah. correct yeah. You'll be on
3: Blackish yeah tell us about that uh-huh. character set up and then we're gonna talk about the last OG because okay, you'll be on there with yeah. my boy yeah. Tracy Morgan and Cedric the Entertainer see i will tell you something yeah. Alan you got a friend over here brother you walk I, in the I same lanes it. that I walk I my
5: friend it. I appreciate it <laughs> well you know Blackish is, 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 is good old Curtis. Man, he's the assistant to Dre. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Andrews' character, he's a cool guy in the mm-hmm. office, uh, always chiming in and usually giving him the wrong advice. and encouraging right. Encourage him to do the, do the wrong things when it comes to uh, uh, what, 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 what is black and what is not. Um, so uh, I'm definitely uh, the person that puts the battery in his back to charge him up to usually do something that he shouldn't. So, uh so yeah, that that's that's blackest, man. I'm very proud of the show, been on there since season one and no, no. um the the notoriety and the accolades that we've been receiving is just, you know, a dream come true, man, to be this you know, be a part of a show that's gonna be, you know, uh an iconic uh every moment year every year yes. nominated for Emmys yes, every year yes, laid
3: out the the, the the executive <laughs> producer you know he came back with me on Moesha that's where I know him from you know like I said oh, really? Anderson WB but I would just tell you something Alan. you got a friend in me brother you got a fan Amen. in me the fact that I you going into the writing side you're going into the technical side know that I'm always there to support your brand is that
5: cool thank you, man thank you I appreciate it, man I, I I love the support man and and we as a community, we definitely got to support each other and support our, our dreams. And that's the way we gonna, we going to move forward as a as a, as a as a community, man. Just because we got to do it with ourselves. We can't keep complaining and looking out for other people to do it for us. We got to look within our own community and support each other. And then, then we can stand tall. Then we can stand tall on our own. Then we can make some real noise.
3: Absolutely. And the great thing about it, okay, let's, let's back up right quick. Everybody digital, okay. how can they get that?
5: Yes, please go to the Apple Store. Search everybody digital. You you download it for free? Definitely, it's for the free ninety nine. So go ahead, it's the Apple Store, and go just search everybody digital. Everybody digital, and everybody can get it except Android because we won't be ready for a month. But in a month, Android, you'd be good to
3: go on Google Play. And now we'll come back on the show and talk about that, okay? Because by the okay. end, uh, oh, by the end, the Thank last OG will be on, and we'll talk about your role in the last OG, and the movie will be out. That you're doing with Mike Epps and Terry Cruz. I got everything covered here with you, Alan. Yeah, oh, yeah, did. you did.
5: Yeah, you did. Yeah, we, sque- we squeezed it in. We squeezed it you know what all what saying? in. I'm
3: some Alan. I got you going. I hey, ain't never been interviewed like this before. This brother man, <laughs> and laid me out. <laughs> but my man, I want to tell you this. We're gonna we're gonna put on our money making conversation Facebook page. We're gonna upload the the, the, the banner that you created. So we tell people keep driving people to it, man. More importantly, man, keep being you, young man. Thank you. Keep being Thank you. Him keep realizing you. that you only win with multiple streams of income okay come on talk about it
5: now I know, about I know i know i know man i love some, you man tell people what they need to hear come on what that's what money to make conversations all about alan
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: love you man we're gonna talk soon you're gonna be back in november i'm gonna tell everybody to put you back on and we're gonna do okay. two, we're gonna do two breaks okay we're gonna do yeah, two yeah, breaks we're we gonna we, we don't need two we're definitely need at least two okay my friend Give a big round of a hand. You can check him out on Blackish, which he's a regular. He's coming up on Tracy Morgan and Cedric the Entertainer show on, on TBS called The Last OG and an upcoming movie on Lionsgate with my man Terry Crews and Mike Epps. Alan Maldonado, he's the man. And guess what? We got more to come. If you were a victim of the Hurricane Harvey and you want to learn about disaster relief loans, the deadline is coming up. Richard Jenkins is coming right back. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. Welcome back to Money Making Conversation. We're just getting rolling. Just wrapped up with Dr. Ulo- U- Dr. Yolanda, a- Ra- Yolanda Adams, Dr. Yolanda Ragland, uh, podiatrist extraordinaire out of New York City and the D.C. area. Uh, Bunyan and Hamato foot expert. Also, we just finished a great call with my man Alan Maldonado with the digital, uh, every- everybody digital. If you've got short films, it's the Netflix of short films is an app that he's launched on the apple platform is free as everybody digital also coming up on the show my man dr ian smith uh Number one New York Times bestseller, writes a new book every year. And then also after that, CNN contributor, political expert, uh, Van Jones, another person I'm a big fan of. But before we go any further, I had uh, another person on the show talking about uh, disaster recovery, and it was tied to the Small Business Administration. That was Richard Jenkins, um, inviting him back on the show, got wrapped up in the meeting. But that doesn't mean that the SBA don't cover themselves. They got backup for backup because they're going to make sure you get the information out there please welcome for the first time on money making conversations from the small business administration mark randall how you doing mark
6: i'm doing very well thank you Mr. McDonald. thanks for having
3: us on my man i really appreciate it uh richard uh really set me up he gave me a lot of information there's a deadline coming up correct
6: that is correct october 24th is the deadline to register with FEMA and to apply to the U.S. Small Business Administration for a federal low-interest loan. So it's a very important deadline. Uh, We really want people to not miss out on anything, any assistance they may have, so it's important to register with FEMA, and in most cases, they will refer you to SBA. Right. It's important that you complete that SBA application for a number of reasons. You know, it's really important that
3: I uh, that you came back on because I remember that as soon as he hung up the phone, Richard said, "Really, I, I should have mentioned about the deadline. Can you bring me back?" And I, you know, I'm not I'm not doing this show just for ratings. I'm doing this show to get the information out to change people's lives and impact them. Now, this deadline is also for homeowners as well as small businesses. Correct?
6: That's correct. When there's a disaster, SBA offers loans to businesses of all sizes as well as homeowners and renters, so the residents. So if you if you were impacted. By hurricane Harvey and you've yes, registered with FEMA then you need it and if they referred to SBA you need to apply to SBA there's no cost there's no obligation no fees associated with applying to SBA right so at this point you don't want to try and you know you only got to October 24th you don't want to try and make up your mind if you think you need or want the loan right. go ahead and apply if we're able to prove you you'll have plenty of time to make that decision and you'll know if you have a if we're able to prove you to use that in your planning for your recovery
3: that was interesting I had a really good conversation with my nephew and he is a he's a very successful barbecue. And I'm gonna use him as an example, because he needs to be using this as an example. And his uh his food trailer was damaged by Hurricane Harvey with uh um, you know, water damage came through the roof. And uh he came to me for assistance and uh to help him uh and we're gonna partner up. And then I asked him, I said, Have you contacted the SBA He said, Yeah, but you know, Uncle, I don't really wanna go through all that hassle and then he went over there I, I I applied but then they turned me down you know so I went so a month passed now and, I, and then, then when Richard told me the deadline was coming back up I went back to him I go okay can you tell me again exactly what happened with the SBA well they turned me down I said uh, okay why did they turn you down when they telling me they're clearing people over there at an alarming rate he said then he did his homework and he realized that he had filled out the paperwork incorrectly. So that's that's people are kind of like stopping themselves, correct?
6: That's correct. And we have uh, SBA folks in 53, 63 centers throughout the damaged uh, counties that were declared. Mm-hmm. And they're at the disaster recovery centers and at the business recovery centers. And we will sit down and help you actually apply online. And when we get it done, it's going to be in, and it's going to be in right and accepted. So we'll go over all the things you need to do. And in his case, he could go back in the center and say, "Okay, what do I need to make uh, do different here? What, I, what do we need to do? We will help him to get that submitted
3: timely." Right. And so that's that's what I wanted to hear because, see, I get so frustrated with people who just throw their arms up and then they and then they kinda of bat off the government and bat them off departments and say, you know, the paperwork is endless or they're not gonna help you. It's all it's all mouthpiece activity that's going over there. And I'm gonna tell you, from the time I sat down with Tim Jeffcoat, I've never felt that way about the, the the SBA and I'm a champion of what you guys do over there. With that being in mind, Mark, how does one go online or what's some of the steps just to qualify that it's not complicated? There is some work involved. There's no just click a button and you save. You have to do some work and provide information, correct?
6: That's correct. And the best way is, uh, like I say, you can go online, do it yourself. Yes, sir. Online SBA. where? Online
3: where? Where, 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 where? where would that website SBA, be?
6: You go to sba.gov. That's sir. gonna be a, And there's going to be a banner across the top. Yes, sir. About Hurricane Harvey and it says learn here, learn more here. And you click on that button and it'll take you right to the next place. It says apply. you click that button, it takes you right to our portal to apply online.
3: Okay, cool. Let me see if I remember the homework that Richard put me under. Mark, let me see if you can walk back and go, Rashawn remembered everything. Now, Richard told me for the homeowners that the interest rate was 1.7,
6: correct? 1.75, correct. That's correct.
3: And he told me for the small businesses, the interest rate was 3.3. That's correct. Okay, he also told me that the length of the loan was 30 years, Correct.
6: Yeah, it can be up to thirty years. Cool. Yeah, and he also told me
3: on the small businesses that it can be up to two million dollars, correct? Th- that is correct. And then he also said on this homeowners up to two hundred thousand, correct?
6: That is correct. Okay, that's cool. for their that's for their real estate and forty thousand for their personal property, including vehicles.
3: Because a lot of people hear the word small business administration, they don't know that there's home recovery opportunities that they can apply for, correct? Correct. And he also told me the big thing right here, that there is no penalty if you pay off the loan early.
6: That's correct. Simple interest, no penalties for paying off early, no uh, penalties or fees for applying. So you have plenty of time to decide, you know, how it's going to work and help you. Mark, you let Richard know,
3: Rashawn McDonald has done his homework and remembered everything that he told me. <laughs> I'm going to tell him to give you an A+. Plus. Thank you! Again, man, I appreciate everything you, you guys are doing over there. I'm glad. I, I enjoyed talking to you. I love your personality. But the bigger thing we're trying to get out of here is that a deadline is coming up October 24th to apply through, through FEMA, and it will come through SBA. You guys are making yourself available to come down and sit down and get these applications filled out correctly and get the money to the people who needed to recover because small businesses are needed homeowners are needed because guess what taxes that's how cities operate that's how counties operate they have to tax people in order to give you good police service in order to get you good schools in order to give you services at the airport that that run timely so it's all one big 360 so the government needs to get this out there and get you on board am I correct
6: absolutely and uh, we Thank you, and appreciate you helping us get the word out.
3: My man, uh, tell everybody Tim, tell Richard, and yourself, man. anytime you guys need me, I'll be hosting the Lift Off Houston contest uh, that's coming up November third. So I'm, I'm engaged with you guys, and so I will not, I, I will not stop championing the Small Business Administration. Okay.
5: Thank, thank you very much. Appreciate I appreciate you very much.
3: October 24th is the deadline. You heard it right here. Go to sba.gov. There's a banner across the top that says, Learn Hurricane Harvey. Let's click it and change your life. If you're a homeowner, up to $200,000, 1.75 interest. If you're a small business, 3.3 interest, up to $2 million, 30-year-long mortgages. No penalty for early payoff. Do it right now. We'll be back with more Money Making Conversations. My man, the king of weight loss, Dr. Ian Smith been knowing that guy since 2007. He has been in my life. That's almost 10 years. Because we're going to have fun. Because I love to eat sweets. And he lo- And his new book is Blast the Sugar Out. Blast the Sugar Out and I Love to Eat Sweets. Boy, that is kind of like a collision of ignorance right there. But we're we'll right back with more Money Making conversation. Dr. Ian Smith coming up next. My guest is on the line I got to start talking and interviewing him. First of all, I, I was in New York City at the Circular Sisters Expo uh, hosted by WBLS every year, just a jam-packed organization for the empowerment of women. And uh, he was there. I didn't even know he was there. Walked by him. Of course, every time you walk by him, he's talking to somebody. And he always has a crowd of people around him. I tapped him on the shoulder and just kept walking. Wasn't going to bother him. He's making that money. And then I, then I finished my photo session and I walked in his room and here he was on stage talking about 5,000 people, just just five, every seat was filled and he was on stage talking about five to 5,000 people. I just want to set the stage of who I'm talking to on this phone. This man's a, a motivator, he's a game changer. And I've been knowing him almost 10 years now. So let me get this intro in so y'all can hear why I'm excited to have him on Money Making Conversation. My next guest writes a book a year. Whoa, a book a year. He is the author of the number one New York Times bestselling book, Shred, The Revolutionary Diet, Super Shred, The Big Results Diet, The Shred Diet Cookbook. Dr. Smith's highly anticipated newest book, Blast the Sugar Out, became an instant New York Times bestseller, helping hundreds of thousands of people reduce bad sugars from their diet, lose weight, lower blood sugar levels, and cut the cravings. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Dr. Ian Smith. Hey, what's up, Rashawn? <laughs> hey, man, I'm so happy to hear you because you are a true go-getter, man. <laughs> you
7: know well, that. you are too, and you know we're all in that orbit. But you know when you know when you're blessed, uh, when God has blessed you with things and assets and abilities, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's your obligation to try to pay it forward and help others and. And have a good time while you're
3: doing it. Well, you know, I'm familiar with your style. I'm familiar with all the way. We go all the way back to the 50 million pound challenge with State Farm back in 2007. That's right. I want to say. We was in D.C. and it was cold. We launched that giant campaign that was so successful. And the reason I always am happy you're on the show. We're talking The thing that, that I want to say this correctly, it almost makes you mad that people are just out there just killing themselves because they don't want to understand the necessary, and that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get them the tools to a healthy lifestyle, correct?
7: Yeah, well, you know, I do get frustrated sometimes. Um, Luckily, not all the time, but I do get frustrated, and my frustration is not one where I'm upset at people. It's one feeling like if I could just get more people to invest in themselves and just turn the corner as far as the way they think, their mentality about the importance of leading just a better life. I've never asked, Rashawn, for anyone to eat perfectly or to move perfectly or to be perfect. That's not what my message is. My message is if you do a few things just a little better, right, then it can drastically improve not just the quality of your life, but the length of your life.
3: Now, now, when I was in New York and I'm seeing you on stage, you know, and you're you're talking to like 5,000 people in this room. And like I said, it was not a seat empty. People were standing against the walls listening to you talk. When you're talking to a room that big, Not everybody is understanding your message, and some of them don't even know why they listen to what you have to say. How do you take a room that big and and, 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 and craft your narrative so they can understand that, look at here, you're just there to provide information and an, an opportunity for a longer and better life, correct?
7: Yeah, you know, that's a good question. And when I'm in a room of that size with that many people, I really focus on one or two people. I don't feel like I'm talking to a whole room. I really try to make that intimate connection with one or two people. So I'll look people, I'll find people in the audience and connect with them. And, I, and, and I, I'm, I'm talking to them directly, and everyone else is kind of eavesdropping on that conversation. And right. that allows me to feel like I am engaged. Uh, that allows me to, to, to get that kind of connection. As you speak to large audiences, too, right. you know it's important <laughs> to be able to
3: read the temperature of the room. Yes. And that's important because you want to get the head nodder, you know what I'm saying, the people who point at that's you. Right. You know, when you look over there, they smiling at you. Eye contact. Like, uh-huh. There you go. There you go, Doc. Come on, Doc. <laughs> see, 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 I know Doc. We've we been sitting in my office. We've laughed, man. We've been in the streets laughing because, see, what I want to take away from this show is that, like I had the doctor, Yolanda Ragland on the show, successful podiatrist out of New York City mm-hmm. and D.C. area, very popular foot surgeon. And it's personality. Man, you know, you write all these books, but in the end, man, you're not controlling 5,000 people unless you have a personality, correct?
7: Well, yeah, and I think that, you know, one of the reasons why I got into television um was because I felt as though I wanted to be more than just a doctor in a white coat mm-hmm. because doctors are people too, you know, we got bills to pay, we like to go to the movies, <laughs> you know, we like the ball game. So, I think that my me being able to take off the white coat and being able to relate to people on their level mm-hmm. and about issues that are important to them has been really, really rewarding to me. And hopefully, along the way, I've helped a few people.
3: Now, here's when I'm reading this book. Now, I've read several of your books in the past. And I I can tell you the truth because he's been on talk shows with me, my talk show, radio shows. So I have to know when people come on the show what they're talking about so I can be able to make sure Steve on Steve Steve Harvey knew what he was talking about. So when I say I've read several of his books in the past, I'm telling you the honest truth. Now, Mm -hmm. but this book felt a little more personal because you talk about your twin brother. Okay. Yeah. And then you also talk about, you know, I believe your grandmother, correct? Yes, yes. And, and and how this changed her life. So there are two yeah. different age groups that you're discussing in this book. And then you know, you're also talking younger, but those were specific to me and I never heard you talk like that in your books before. So was this a more personable book to you? Personal
7: book? Well it was yeah, it definitely was more personal. Uh, you know, the title of the book is called Blast the Sugar Out and I decided this year that I was going to take on sugar for several reasons. One because sugar is everywhere, and manufacturers are putting sugars in our foods unnecessarily. Now, listen, I like sweet things as much as the next person, so I'm not trying to, say, get rid of sugar or eliminate it. I'm saying we need to reduce the amount of excess added sugars that are doing nothing to us. Right. And my brother, ironically, my twin brother, mm-hmm. I happen to be writing this book, and he and I were just in a conversation, he lived in L.A., we were just talking on the phone, and he was just telling me how much better he felt. And I said, why do you feel so good he said well i cut sugar out mm-hmm. and i couldn't believe it here i was writing a book about reducing sugar and here he was doing it and neither one of us had communicated to each other that we were <laughs> both attacking the same thing Y'all right? twins, dog. So, Y'all twin. yeah Y'all twin. yeah exactly exactly <laughs> but you know what's interesting is i learned from his experience and i incorporated in my introduction is that he said that it's not that he was feeling bad yes but he was feeling sluggish he's a marathon runner he wasn't feeling like himself and then he realized on his own that he was eating too much sugar, that sugar was everything. And so, you know, that in combination with my grandmother, who was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes mm-hmm. uh, in her 60s, and I was a medical student, a first-year medical student at the time. Right. And, you know, when I went home for, for, spring, for semester break, you know, I really worked with her on tr- trying to right. change how she ate and how she moved. My grandmother even joined the gym, so here you can imagine... A 60 something year old black woman from the South who'd never been in a gym in her life. You know, I had, I had her in the gym working out and stuff like that. But here's the good news, though. Right. Two weeks later, she went to her doctor. Her doctor said, What have you been doing? And she said, Why do you say that? He said, I'm going to have to cut your medications, your diabetes medications, in half because your blood sugars have dropped precipitously. And she said, Well, my grandson has me eating a little better and I'm exercising. And that was way back in the day that I learned that. Right. And so when I wrote this book, I wanted that to be my guiding spirit about how I can talk to people on their level about how small changes can yield big differences.
3: And that's really funny that you say that because I was, I was doing a, a Money Making Conversations a seminar at WBLS. And I told people that you, your whole goal in life is for your resume and the things that you hype about yourself to become one. That way you understand your future. And I say in order to understand your future, you have to look in your past. Because yes. there's a foundation and an information that you've actually gained or been given in your past that will set forth economic money making conversations for you in the future. And you just answered Absolutely. that question right there. You said it's something that you knew about when you in and, and with your grandmother. Now you now it's kinda like the light bulb went off. You know I'm
7: Yeah, yeah. You know, and you know what, Rashawn, it's interesting you say that because you talk about economic past. And, you know, I'm very blessed now, and I, I'm in a great position in life, but like right. everyone else, I had economic issues like anybody else, by the way. Right. And I, I learned a valuable lesson many, many years ago when I had spent more than I you know, owned and more than I was making. <laughs> and yeah. found myself, you know, like everyone does, and I found myself in a very, very precarious situation. And I'll never forget that day. It was the middle of the day. Right. And I was wiped out, and I said to God, I, look, this is the truth. I got on my knees. I was living in New York City on the Upper East Side. I got on my knees and said to the Lord, if you help me get out of this financial debacle that I'm in right now,
4: right. Mm-hmm.
7: I will never, ever, ever return to it. I will pay my bills on time. I will not overspend. And I made this commitment to him, and I'm telling you, God was my witness, two weeks later, two weeks later, I got a check in the mail for mm-hmm. $25,000 mm-hmm. from Germany. I had no idea why I got this check. This, this is the truth. It's crazy, Rashawn. Uh-huh. And what happened was I had written a book that did not sell in the U.S. Right. But someone saw the manuscript and the and the book market in Germany, and they bought it, unbeknownst to me. They bought it, and so I didn't know it had sold. I didn't know it was being sold in Germany. Mm-hmm. And here I got this check for twenty five thousand dollars, and I had no idea. The first thing I did. I said to God, "I'm gonna do what I told you I was gonna do." I go. took all there that money. Go. There you go. Took all that money. I kept five hundred dollars in the bank for myself. Mm-hmm. Took the rest of the twenty-five thousand dollars and paid off my debt like I told him I was gonna do. And I've been straight ever since.
3: But that—but the thing about it is that you said, you asked, and then you did. A lot of people That's get right. it and they go, "Well, you know, you know, you know, I'm gonna change the plan just a little bit."
7: But you can't <laughs> change the plan a little bit. No, no. You gotta
3: stay true to the game. You gotta stay true <laughs> to the game. Absolutely, and, that, and that's the, that's the beauty of it. And so, so you know, you know, we're gonna do two breaks here, Doc. So, okay. but, but I wanted to, you know, let my listening audience. And guess what? We you know we 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 you you back in the Rashawn McDonald family now. So you know, this is okay. the first time, or the last time you're gonna be on <laughs> my show. It's heard on, you know, my iPod. It's heard on Houston, Texas, of course, but also iHeart. I have a podcast on iHeart Radio, so you know, millions of people are listening to this as well. So my whole thing with you is that. You know, just watching your brand. Like I said, to know somebody ten years, you know, you've seen a journey. And I'm not saying your right. journey is over with. And now you own Rachel Ray. Right.
7: Tell me about that. Well, it's great. So you know, they called me. Uh, this is my ninth season with them. They mm-hmm. called me randomly and said, "Would you come on and do some segments with us?" Yes, sir. And I said, "Sure." And um, I met with the executive producer, and you know all about that. And uh, the ET brought me in, mm-hmm. and we have just had a tremendous relationship. I am. Uh, her head medical contributor, mm-hmm. I'm also, I am also co-host with her also, so mm-hmm. I'm on the show with her. Where I co-host the whole show with her. It's just a great relationship. She's great. In fact, you got to come on the show. She's great. Uh, we have a good time. I'm flying out there today uh, mm-hmm. to do a segment on osteoporosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's really a good show. It's a lot of fun, and uh, I just enjoy it. I enjoy it. Let's, let's get talk Let's talk
3: about your book now, because we're going to talk about your book. But first, you got to talk about Rashawn in this book. i got to let you know who you're talking to. Because your title, "Blast the Sugar Out, is so funny that I'm talking to you. Now, you're talking to a guy who, when he goes out to eat in the restaurant, I order my dessert before my meal, okay? (laughs) That's one. Two, if if you pick up my phone right now and you went through my apps, I have the Krispy Kreme hot light app. (laughs) So that means that I press that button, it tells me, Wherever I'm at in the country that has a Krispy Kreme, if the hot light is on, they hot. And guess what your boy would do? I pull over. I pull <laughs> over. I'm just letting you know, Dr. Yes. <laughs> I am crazy about my sweets. Now, my wife will tell you this. Uh, uh Butter pecan's my ice cream. Now mine, too. mine well, too. There you go, there you go. But see, you blueberry ice cream. I'm from Texas now. Blueberry ice cream. I will eat a half gallon of ice cream in a week now. I will eat that in a week. So, so when you when you write a book called "Blast the Sugar Out," you and me got to talk. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> because I I know exactly what your brother was feeling because mm-hmm. whenever I get off of sugar, man, I feel bad. I will, um, cause every cause like in, in the first quarter of every year, I go on a non-sweet diet, a non-salt mm-hmm. diet, and I lose mm-hmm. about. Anywhere from ten to fifteen pounds. I do it all okay. the time. Once so I was diagnosed with uh, with cancer, I successfully went through surgery. It was thyroid, and I've been given a clean bill of health three years ago. So God I do bless. look at my health now. But I wanted to tell you exactly who you're talking to before we <laughs> start talking about your book in this next break. So you won't okay. go. You know, because people always go, "Well, he's he look healthy. He's he he probably eat good all the time." Okay. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, right. I don't, Doc. No. Right. And so, before we go to the next break, what do you say to idiots like me that that out there and just got a, a Krispy Kreme hot light app on his phone before he eats a meal in a restaurant? He orders dessert. He eats a half a gallon of blueberry butter pecan ice cream in a week. What do you say to people like me,
7: dude? Well, first, first thing I would say to you is that you're not an idiot because millions of the people are addicted to sweets. And I was addicted, to. Yes, sir. And I got, I got 15,000 people who are on our Facebook page. It's called Sugar Blasters. Yes, sir. And these guys all share the same thing you're talking about. And you know what? Uh-huh. The average weight loss you people are experiencing is 20 pounds in five weeks on the program. Yes, So yes. you're not an idiot. You're like everybody else. And I'll tell you this before we go. A donut, by the way, has less added sugar in it than a Coke mm-hmm. or a Snapple iced tea you know something we're
3: going to talk about when I get back about lemonade okay you know in the restaurants right. they give you all you can drink and free refills we're going to talk about That's that right when we come back right back we're going to be more with my man I love you man I'm so happy you called in brother we're going to, have a, we're going to do this Blast the Sugar Out is the name of the book he's traveling to New York to we'll do another episode of Rachel Ray we'll be back with more of Dr. Ian Doctor Ian Smith number one New York Times best selling author of Shred but Blast the Sugar Out is his new book we'll be right back with more money making conversations Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. I'm back, your host of Money Making Conversations. On the phone, I have Dr. Ian Smith, long-time relationship, over 10 years, co-host of the nationally syndicated Rachel Ray Show and the New York Times. I'm just talking about he owns New York Times, bestseller, Shred. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. but What we're on the show to talk about right now is this new book called Blast the Sugar Out. And I already told, I already made my confessions about who I was and who he was talking to. And he said, Rashawn, don't feel bad. There are a lot of people out to you. That's why I wrote this book. Now, let's talk about that book. This book without, you know, you talk about books. You got to be able to talk about the book, but not give away the book. So people go buy the book. Tell us about
7: Blast the Sugar Out. Sure. So this book basically is a book that helps people reduce the amount of sugars that they're consuming. It doesn't ask them to eliminate it. It doesn't ask them to eat perfectly. Yes, sir. It's regular food, by the way. You, when you go, every day is spelled out for you, five weeks. The average weight loss is up to 20 pounds in five weeks, but it's regular food. So, you know, day one, day two, all the way through the end, people can buy this in grocery stores, anywhere near them. It doesn't have to be gourmet. This is a book that the whole family can do. I have families who are doing this together because right. they're foods that kids eat and adults eat. Right. But this is something I want your listeners to really take away. Yes, sir. First, you have to know how much you're eating, how much sugar you're eating, and this is how you figure it out. When you see the numbers on the back of a label, the grams of sugar, mm-hmm. you divide that number by four. The number you get as a result of that division is how many teaspoons are in one serving of that product. So, mm-hmm. if it says, for example, that the soda has 65 grams of sugar, which, by the way, a 20 ounce bottle of, of, of cola can do that 65 grams of sugar you divide that by four that's almost 16 teaspoons of sugar in that one bottle Mm. this is very important for people to listen so say that one more time doc say that one more time take the number on the back of the label of grams of sugar Mm -hmm. divided by four the number you get is how many teaspoons you are consuming in one serving of that product
3: because the reason it's important because, see, when I do gain weight, Doc, is when I am – I'm a big water drinker. When I go out to mm-hmm. even at home, I drink uh, – waiters or waitresses, they just look at me and go, for real, dude. I would just <laughs> drink water, water-filled please I mean big glasses of water. And so sure. just, I just love water. And uh, and so sometimes I go in a restaurant, and they say, free lemonade refills. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then I'm sitting up there drinking four to five glasses of lemonade and that's just like Mm -hmm. what you just said i'm just drinking i'm just eating teaspoons of sugar when i'm doing that correct
7: yeah Yeah, absolutely and if you're going to do that by the way just as a tip i like lemonade too by the way but what i do when i go to a restaurant get lemonade yes sir i then take my water and i dilute it so that it reduces the concentration of the sugar that's in there so i dilute it so that's one thing people can do but when it comes to soda the studies show that the number one source of excess or added sugars come from sugary drinks like soda right so i tell people the first thing you should do is this if you drink let's just say six cans some people do by the way six cans of soda the course of the day yeah divide it in half okay so reduce it down to three cans right and then for the other three that you're taking away drink some carbonated or seltzer water right and then squeeze some citrus in it some lime or some lemon to give you a little kick right but that is a that's something you can do right away to cut down on some of these excess sugars because my wife she does the carbonated
3: water I do not know yeah. idea. she she come over me I said oh no no don't no no your boy don't do that now I'm, I'm gonna ride this one out See, see I, here's the funny part about it. I'm hearing all your advice but I'm kind of like okay I'm fighting it I'm fighting it but you're telling yeah. the truth though you know like yeah. dilute yeah. that good that good lemonade he want me to dilute that good that good <laughs> Chick-fil-a lemonade he want me to dilute that Oh,
7: Chick-fil-A is good, isn't it? chick fil a got some lemonade. Come on, Doc. You ain't lying, Rashad. You are just lying. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest
3: with you. And those waffle fries. Come come, on, Doc. I'll tell you you something, Doc. I will go. Forget the sandwich. I'll give me a large lemonade. And I'll give me a large waffle fry. Hop in my car. I don't even do ketchup. They ask me for sauces. And, man, y'all don't know who y'all talking to. Give me my lemonade and my fries. And I'm a fool. that's the beauty of that's why I know I gotta get you back because see I want to bring this side I think through humor through personality people will listen more because you're not asking people to suddenly become boring you're not asking people to say hey man whoa, 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 do this, man. I got to change my life. I can't watch TV no more. I can't do nothing. I can't eat good food no more. That's not true. You're talking about, hey, you want people to understand what's the difference between brown sugar versus white sugar. Why there's, why what, when you use honey, the advantages. And with that transition, tell people the difference between brown sugar and white sugar. And when they say, you know, these different alternatives that are yeah. listed in your well, book,
7: that are listed in yeah. great detail in your book. Yeah, let me break it down. So brown sugar and white sugar, from a nutritional standpoint, there is no difference. And that's what people don't understand. Marketers and manufacturers and advertisers Mm -hmm. have done such a great job of leading the public to believe that because it says raw sugar or brown sugar, that it's healthier. Mm -hmm. The only thing making the sugar brown is that it has molasses on it. Mm -hmm. And so sugar, typically the regular cane sugar, natural cane sugar, is brown because of the molasses. And what typically happens is through the, through the process of processing sugar, we then remove the molasses, we crystallize uh, the sugar cubes, and we get this, this white crystal, this fine white crystal. Mm-hmm. So when people say, well, brown sugar is better, no, 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 no. Brown <laughs> sugar and white sugar have the same <laughs> nutritional value. But right. if you want to try something different, mm-hmm. you should try something like organic stevia, stevia, Comes from the stevia plant. Right. It's very sweet, sometimes sweeter than sugar. Mm-hmm. But just make sure it's organic because sometimes manufacturers will put a lot of other chemicals in a mixed stevia product. Mm-hmm. The other thing to try is honey. Honey's fantastic. Yes, honey still is sweet. Honey does have some calories in it, but honey also has other good nutritional values to it outside of the sweetness. So the book goes through all the different types of sweeteners. It talks about artificial sweeteners. Right. I am not a fan of artificial sweeteners because the word artificial to me means process, right. means it can be damaging to your body. Right. The studies are mixed right now as right. to whether or not there are long-term consequences. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather have a little bit of the real stuff than take the artificial stuff that's been created in the lab. And I'm going to
3: just talk about this honey right quick. I'm a big mm-hmm. pancake guy. You know, I go to crack a Barrel. I'm going to tell you something. Mm. them pecan pancakes that they throw out the mm. back of that kitchen and put up there, I get about three or four of them and mm. I do it up right. I accidentally put honey on my pancakes. And I would have never, I would have never, ever put honey on my pancakes. I get, I grab that maple syrup, my friend, gotta be thick. You know, put a little that's butter right. on top. And that's I right. put it on that, on those pancakes and I, I looked at my wife I go, what's this? She's said, like, you're eating honey. I go, wow. That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good, right? It's pretty good. It's <laughs> pretty good. And I said, well, but, yeah. And so so I, I say that to say that we will tell ourselves we will deny ourselves before even trying. Because I oh. accidentally tried honey,
7: it's changing my diet. Rashawn, you have hit on such an important point, not just about food, but life in general, about particularly when I talk to African Americans. Right. As I say, you guys don't say no yet. <laughs> based on the name of it or based on the look of it, mm-hmm. give it a try. And people get surprised that once they try something they thought they would never like, right. like, for example, they say, well, I don't want to eat that quinoa. What's that quinoa? <laughs> then people try it in a dish. They're like, what is this? Right. I'm like, that's quinoa. Hummus? I'm not going to eat any hummus. Mm-hmm. They try some hummus. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, this is good. What is this? This mm-hmm. is hummus. So one of the things I try to do in all my books, the book has more than 40 recipes. It has uh, all kinds of snacks in there. Mm-hmm. What I try to do with my books is to open up people's palate and go. get them there to try go. some things there they haven't go. tried before.
3: There you go. And
7: I think that that's why
3: I'm so happy to have you on the show because I'm that person. I'm that person. I'm the and, and in some cases the extreme because like I said, I, I mm-hmm. don't think everybody rolling around with a with a Krispy Kreme hot light app on there and <laughs> and, and, and supposed to be one of these polished professionals. You know what I'm saying? I got to do and proudly used it on Saturday when i landed in atlanta (laughs) landed at nine o'clock hit that app light was on drove over there has some had some blueberry cake donuts coming down the line, and had the classic glaze. I said, "Give me six glaze, give me two blueberry, and give me some two percent milk." <laughs> there you go. You gotta have your milk, right? Get some calcium and vitamin D. And that, and that's the beauty of 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 doing it right and doing it wrong. But in the process mm-hmm. of hearing and reading your book, I'm just telling you guys, read this book. He's letting me know, okay. There's a five-week program. Let's talk about that five-week program and and the first
7: week of getting started. Let's talk yeah. about that. So yeah, it's five weeks. Every day is spelled out for you. So breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner with optional snack, all those things are laid out for you with options. Mm-hmm. So if you're someone who doesn't eat fish or meat or you're vegetarian, there are enough options you can swap in and out very easily. Yes, sir. There's also some exercise. So I give you some exercises you can do. By the way, I never ask you to – Work out for an hour in the gym. You don't need to work out for an hour in the gym. Mm -hmm. In fact, most of the exercises, you don't need a gym to be able to complete them. So every day you will get your meal plan. And if it's an exercise day, there are rest days. If it's an exercise day, I'll give you a suggested amount of exercise and some exercises to do. And you go day by day by that. And what happens, what you don't don't realize is that they don't have to count calories in my program, nothing. All you got to do is be able to measure or look at something. Like if I say a cup or half a cup, that's all you got to do. But the idea is this. Over the course of five weeks, I'm slowly weaning you off mm-hmm. of excess sugars. I'm not taking you off it completely, by the way. Yes, sir. I'm just lowering it down. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I do it gradually is because if you stop consuming sugar cold turkey.
3: Hello? We lost him. Cool. Well, he just dropped off. He's about to go through that big ending. And then he just dropped off. Okay, cool. Let me just wrap this up real quick with Dr. Ian Smith. What Basically what he's saying is that in his book, you know, Blast the Sugar Out, his brother did that. He dropped cold turkey and it just really affected his body. So he's talking from a lane of experience, a lane of understanding that you can't do anything. And I've done that. I've just stopped. You know, just stopped eating those donuts that you've heard me talk about for the last thirty minutes on the air with Dr. Ian Smith. All these things I've done. And guess what? It's not good to do it that way. You have to have a plan. You have to have a process. You have to be able to talk to people to be able to say, This is how it's supposed to be done. And that's what Dr. Ian Smith is saying Dr. Ian Smith is saying right now. Is he back on the line? Doc, you're back. You're about to end up you 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 rolling up to a
7: big moment and then you then you yeah. left me. Wrap yeah, it up. So I was saying so I was saying what happens is that every day you don't go through the withdrawal because I slowly re- reduce your sugar mm-hmm. and you don't have that rebound that people do who cut off cold turkey yes, and you don't have those urges because you're still getting sugar, just not too much. And that's really important, because like I was saying in your book, you
3: talk about your bro- twin brother who did that mm-hmm. and how, yes. how I really made him miserable, you know made him af- made his days longer and his yes. energy was bad because he did that and, and, and not he just, cold turkey he stopped cold turkey, and that's not smart yeah. you know we're not trying you know yeah. this ain't about no drug, you know you over there got you know it's just about just, just about slowing it down. and I've done the cold turkey turkey thing tur- cold turkey too, and what happens is I would start vibrating you know I'll, I'll get mm-hmm. nervous a lot because my nervous system was jittery jittery so i know for a fact what he's saying that's why it's important to buy this book is it tells you how to do it correctly he's trying to wean you off trying to not drastically change your diet but educate you and change your diet so you can learn and then feel comfortable and strong every day dr smith it's been amazing man uh appreciate you coming on the show any any parting words before you get out of here my friend Absolutely. I want to say
7: this. There are 28 million plus Americans who are type 2 diabetics. Mm-hmm. There are 86 million Americans who are pre-diabetic. I mean, they're on the verge of diabetes. Yes, sir. With my plan, Blaster Sugar Out, we were able to reduce people's blood sugars mm-hmm. by 30%. Mm-hmm. People are coming off of their, their medications. They are preventing diabetes from happening. So this is not just a book for diabetics. This is a book for all of us, myself included, because all of us are eating too much sugar we all need to drop our blood sugar level and once you do that life will never be the same join me on social media uh, on Instagram it's at Dr. Ian Smith spell the doctor out and on Twitter it's at Dr. Ian Smith D-R-I-A-N Smith And our Facebook group is called Sugar Blasters. I love
3: you, man. I appreciate you, man. And good luck on uh, Rachel Ray this week. And we'll talk soon. I'm going to tell them to send a link so we can post you on our Money Making conversation Facebook page and Twitter account. Let's get the word out. We'll talk soon, man. And good luck. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. That's right. Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host of Money Making Conversations. Money Making Conversations is a show where I interview industry decision makers. CEOs, small businesses, and celebrities. They tell you about the secrets to success. My next guest, he's on the line, correct? Awesome. Ready to bring him right up. I'm a fan. He don't even know that, but I'm a big fan of his. My next guest is is the very popular CNN political contributor and host of the the recurring CNN primetime special, The Messy Truth. Here's a new book out, Beyond the Messy Truth, How We we Came Apart and How We Can Come Together. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations Van Jones. Hey, hey. my man. I know I've had you on my radio show with Steve Harvey several times. Yeah. And I appreciate you calling in on my show because uh, glad to be
0: here. I'm a big glad fan to be of you. Big,
3: big honor. Big fan, big fan. And I read the book. And let's let's. Uh, but before we get into the book, let's talk about you. You know your growth as a um, as a brand. Your growth as a person. That. Because it kind of like was similar when Steve and I was in New York in two thousand five, and I thought and I started seeing you more and more on TV, growing as a brand and creating a voice out there. What was the goal when 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 individuals were bringing you on the on TV, asking your opinions? Was there a goal behind it, or you just taking advantage of the media opportunity?
0: Well, you know, I've been a committed. A justice activist yes, for you know 25 years or more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was born in rural West Tennessee. I grew up on the edge of a small town. I wound up uh, going to Yale for law school, so that was a big leap. I was the first one in my family to go to a law school or any any Ivy League institution. And mm-hmm. when I got out in the early 90s, you know, police brutality was off the hook. Mm-hmm. Uh, the prison boom was going down. They were mm-hmm. doubling the number of people behind bars and destroying our communities, and so. I spent ten fifteen years on the front lines as an activist with a law degree, mm-hmm. trying to do something about police brutality. We right. we wound up closing uh, some youth prisons and, um, and and creating some some job programs for young people, especially in the solar industry. Mm-hmm. And that's how I wound up working for President Obama mm-hmm. as his uh, special advisor on green jobs and, and clean energy. Mm-hmm. And when the right wing uh, came after me for having been such a left wing <laughs> radical in my in my past. Um, I wound up, um, as many people do when they leave government, I wound up uh, you know, showing up on TV a little bit right. and wound up with, with a role at CNN.
3: Right. And with that with that being said, you know, you're, you're, fantastic role. And I've, I've seen you. Now, th- this to me, I'm asking some just some honest question, observational questions. I got questions I'm going to ask you about the book and things like good, that because I've read the book. But I got to ask observational question because I, when I see an individual like you, because you're such a passionate guy. You mm-hmm. are you one of these guys who wears your feelings on your sleeves, as they say. Correct? Because I true. see it now. Is that good or bad?
0: Well, um, it depends. Um, I, I I don't think I think we live in an era where credibility used to be the most important thing, mm-hmm. but now I think authenticity is the most important thing. That's true. And you know, Hillary Clinton was very credible, but many people didn't think that she was authentic enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donald Trump, completely not credible. But he's an authentic. If he to be a fool, he's an authentic fool. That's,
3: and be consistent about it.
0: be yeah, consistent. Be consistent about it. So, so you know, I, I um, You know, what you see with me is what you get. I, I, I love uh, my people. I love all oppressed, mistreated people. Um, I'm not a Democratic Party hack. If the mm-hmm. Democrats are wrong, and we'll call them wrong. And if, mm-hmm. if the Republicans get something right every now and again, I'll give them, them some credit too. Right, but um, you know, I can't, I can't be something I'm not.
3: Yeah, the interesting thing when, uh, when the idea of you coming on my show, because my show is about it's money making conversations about entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. about, and it's not a political show, and right. uh, and uh, and so I, I wanted to get that clear with my staff. But then when they sent me the book, I'm gonna read this quote that you had that let me know that I had to have you on the show, and it's a Nelson Mandela quote that's in his book. And it reads, I have fought against white domination, this was said by Nelson Mandela, and I have fought against black domination. I have cherished the ideal of democratic and free society in which all persons live together in harmony and with equal opportunities. It is an ideal which I hope to live for and to achieve, but if needs be, it is an ideal for which I am prepared to die. That was stated by Nelson Mandela on trial facing possible execution April twenty. 20- 1964 that quote to me let me know this is a book not trying to blast one side not mm. trying to blast the other side but trying to say I'm gonna tell both sides of the story mm. and then then here's a plan that we can come together is that correct
0: well you you, you said it better than I can say it for myself that really is um, the purpose of my book is called Beyond the Messy Truth mm-hmm. uh, how we came apart and how we come together and you know it's tough love for both political parties because right. you know even even though I'm I'm anti-Trump, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know the Democrats have not been perfect by any stretch, and we have to really look in the mirror and you know across the board to figure out how we can do something. A whole third of the book is nothing but resources, um... you know, uh, uh, books, documentaries, organizations you can join, left or right, Republican or Democrat, right. black, white, white or Latino, right? Um, because we all just have to get you know, more involved we need better conservatives we need better progressives we need you know we need everybody to, to up level because the direction that we're headed in is so negative and so nasty we're going to mess around and not even have a country
3: and that's very true and i think and that, that's why i read that quote because you know cuz some people can you know they cuz because the media paints their pictures, you know, Fox is over here got this point of view and everybody over there is supposed to be fake news at CNN and supposed mm-hmm. to be anti-Trump over at CNN, they will not. And But your book, I, I wanted to, everybody who listens to the show, the show is all also heard on iHeartRadio podcast as well to millions of other people, but I wanted to let everybody know that this quote is the first thing that caught my attention. And then when I went through the book and when you did an example of the liberal, family and you did an example of the conservative family it was so, it, it really laid the picture about you, you kind of say this is why we got in trouble you know this is this what led to this problem if you if you upset about why trump won this election let me tell you what happened and that's what you laid the groundwork you you kind of like this is what happened so before you get mad and, and act like it was by accident the groundwork was laid you know when the housing crisis of 2008 you know, the groundwork was laid when, you know, when Bill Clinton was in office and he was babying Wall Street. And then he was turning around, creating these prison systems where he was just, just putting African-American men in jail. And that's really what you were talking about. You know, you talk about Ralph Nader. You talk about how the impact of Bernie Sanders was here. Was he another version of Raph Nader way back then? And all this was just a really, comp- not so much a complex version, but a good read that really enlightened me, but also confirmed a lot of things that I knew. But hearing, it, hearing you write it in such great detail and with such great passion and emotion, I was uplifted by your book, my friend.
0: Well, look, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, when, when I wrote the book, you know, it's called Beyond the Messy Truth mm-hmm. um, for a reason, you know, because the truth is messy. If you really. Anytime somebody come and tell you a story, and it's all they're perfect, and everything they did was a hundred percent (laughs) correct, and this other person, man, they just (laughs) the devil. You know they're lying because you never. Thank you. You you know, no, the truth is always messy. It's always well, you know, I could have done this, but she didn't have to do that. And you know, well, sure, you know, I wish I hadn't said this now, but I did, and now we stuck with that. But but then they did this. Now somebody's telling you the truth because it's messy. Right, They're putting right, their mess right, on the right, table right, as long as, well as right, the other person's right, mess, and that's and, and that's what I just feel like we need more of that.
3: Well, you know that's a, that the word messy. That's a, that's, a, that's a neighborhood term. You just messy. You just mm-hmm. always up in somebody's face. Messy, yep. messy, 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 messy. That's why yep. I really. That's why I knew you were from the South. You know, mm-hmm. Jackson, Jackson, Tennessee, South. I yeah. knew that because we use the word messy, but uh, but when people see it out there, that that, that urban spin on messy. It is is basically what you're talking about. It's, it's the adjective. It's how people just take what they want to say and how they spin it and use it to their advantage. That's not what this book's about. This book is an information book, and I, I just want to sell my side because, you know, I can let you come on the show and, and you can talk about it at certain levels, but they also got to know that I read the book and how it affected me. I think that's important, Van.
0: Well, look, I appreciate that, and I hope that people who are listening will... Um, you know, we'll, we'll get this book, we'll order this book, we'll find this book, Beyond the Messy Truth, because there's so much upset. People are just upset. I know people, I mean, they get up in the morning, they, they look at their phone, right. and then they look at, you know, well, he, you know, Donald Trump tweeted this, and then they spend the whole day just miserable and mad. And they, what they don't understand is that's a part of his plan and his strategy, mm-hmm. to keep everybody distracted and divided. Mm-hmm. And the problem is not that we have, you know, too many bad people doing bad things, we have too many good people, millions and millions, tens of millions more good people, who just don't know what to do at all. Confused. And, Confused, and that's the real problem. And so we're trying to empower people. And you know, I know this show is for people who are looking to make money. Part of the thing that I wanted to say at yes, out the outset mm-hmm. was that you need a stable political and legal environment yes, to make money. Mm-hmm. Democracies can fail, yes, sir. And whenever you've seen a failed state or a failed democracy, you, you nobody's making any money except maybe the you know, arms you know, dealers. <laughs> yeah, yep, But yep, yep. you know what we have to do is to be whole people. Mm-hmm. We need to be, you know, making money. We need to be making a difference as well. We need to be good consumers and good entrepreneurs. But we also need to be good uh, community members and citizens as well. Mm-hmm. And right now, I think that both sides. Are so comfortable just pointing out the other person's flaws yes. you know it's almost become a politics of accusation and no confession. It's all projection as to what you did wrong, no reflection on what I could have done better and that you can't even have a family that way you can't even have a, a kindergarten class that way, mm-hmm. and we're trying to have a whole country that way it's not going to work no. and so and the business leaders honestly need to be the ones stepping up to the plate even more, not necessarily running for office, but mm-hmm. just you know up-leveling and saying, hey, listen, um, you know, America is about the business of business, if anything right, else. Right. And y'all about to mess around here and make it where nobody can get ahead because, you know, it's just so negative and so nasty right now.
3: That's painful. I, I will be right back. We're going to take a break. I hope we can hold on, um, Van, because I want to talk about oh, yes, when sir. you got arrested in
0: 1993.
3: Yes, at, sir. That shock, you know, when, you know, no justice, no peace. I was in, <laughs> I was in L.A. in 1992. When it jumped off with Rodney King, that had a profound effect on you and your political views today. I want to talk about that Bryce family. You know that, that liberal family. When you realize yeah. that they suddenly had conservative values, because guess what? They just wanted the job, man. They just wanted the <laughs> job. We'll be right back, with my man, CNN contributor. I tell you, I love this dude. I'm happy he spent, took some time to call my show. More with Money Making Conversation. We'll be right back. Rashad McDonald. Hi, this is Rashad McDonald. I'm back. On hold is my man Van Jones, CNN contributor. Uh, his latest book, his latest book is Beyond the Messy Truth: How We Came Apart, How We Came Together. It's been out since October 10th. I got him on the phone right now, and we're going to discuss that in this break. How you doing, Van?
0: Very good, very good, but How are you?
3: Pretty good. I appreciate you. Now, read this book. And, and a good read. I learned a lot because you break it down in chapters. You, you, you label, you label people. Liberals, you label them conservatives. You say this is what this was wrong, and this is how we can fix it. Liberal, hear me out. You go with the conservative. This is who you are. You label them, and you say this is how we can fix it. And then you talk about how we can come together, and you lay out different different uh, informational ports that they can go, websites, all that stuff they can go to get information to get the truth. Because that's what this book is all about: is the truth. Correct
0: absolutely um and and you know it's some of these issues that we forget um look there's some issues we just got to fight over i mean we just there's not enough agreement there's and and people are too passionate on either side i'm never gonna uh you know abandon the muslims in america you know american muslims are some of the best americans that we have i mean Mm -hmm. they, they got the lowest crime rate the lowest divorce rate the is educational attainment for women, in, in many cases, mm-hmm. um, entrepreneurship. I mean, every Muslim I know got a job, a college degree, <laughs> or a business. I don't know why we're supposed to be mad at them. So I'm yeah. never going to going to back off defending Muslims or mm-hmm. dreamers or mm-hmm. LGBTQ or Black Lives Matter, and we're just not mm-hmm. going to agree on that across these different divides. But there are, uh, you, but and so we have to fight. But you can't only fight. And still have a country. Right. Even if you're going to fight from 9 to noon, mm-hmm. you should find something between, you know, noon and 1 to work on together, right. you know, right, 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 to make right, something right. positive happen for the country. So, you know, you have this addiction crisis across the country, especially these op- opioid painkillers that people are just dropping like flies. And, you know, my good friend Prince, of uh, the late rock star, he mm-hmm. was killed. Mm -hmm. um by his addiction to opioids and Mm -hmm. yet coal miners are dying of the same thing Mm -hmm. we should be able to come together behind stuff like that but 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 Um,
3: but but corporations are selling it and it's legal
0: yeah well and and that's the thing we have some ideas in the book though that would uh, come up with a safer alternatives to help people get off that stuff, mm-hmm. um, and 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 not do the detox and die thing. Because a lot of people they they, they do the detox thing, but there are no uh, supportive drugs, you know, to help them stay off and, and get off in a safe way. And they wind up relapsing, and then they, they overdose because that old dose is too high for them now. Right. Mm-hmm. These are the type of things. Just real. See, I'm I'm dealing with real stuff. I'm not dealing with tweets.
4: <laughs> I'm dealing with
0: real <laughs> life issues. That people need to be focused on. You know, we got too many funerals in America for dumb reasons, mm-hmm. and we need to be able to. No matter how mad I am um, at Donald Trump, and I'm mad at him every day. And you
4: get mad um, now.
3: You get mad, bad.
0: I get, I, bad. I get mad. I get mad, but but at the same time, you know, Donald Trump's one of his closest advisors is Newt Gingrich, and mm-hmm. you you see in the book I talk about how I work with Newt Absolutely. on opioids. I work with Newt on um, uh, the criminal justice reform. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you know, it used to be the case that. You could you know you fight where you don't agree, and you work together where you do agree. right Now we fight where we don't agree, and we won't even speak, so you know, we can't work together <laughs> where we do agree.
3: And that's, so. that's, and that really is the problem. So I want to get a quick uh, feedback, because I thought this was important in your book. 25 years ago, you know, the Rodney King video, because that had a profound effect, and that also led to you doing a peaceful march at Dolores Park, and, and then you was, "Why am I being arrested? It's peaceful? So mm-hmm. and that kind of like set the stage a little bit. There's a lot of different I would tell you there's a lot of different things in life that make who you are today. But that was a profound moment in the book. And it was a relatable moment for me because I was living in L.A. at the time and I was in the heart of it. I saw it mm-hmm. live. I drove mm-hmm. around it. I drove through the communities, black owned signs were popping up on all these businesses so they wouldn't be impacted by any damage and it was really crazy and but yeah. you were not there so I just wanted to see how it affected you and I was right in this to say the jungle I was in the war zone
0: well yeah you know, I was in Northern California um, mm-hmm. that spring of nineteen ninety two um and you know um I was a young idealistic law student, and I was working for a civil rights organization. Mm-hmm. And some of the, you know, there were, uh, even though you were in the middle of everything in L.A., mm-hmm. there were rallies and protests all across the country, maybe all around the world, behind Rodney King, mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, you have an a, uh, unarmed black man being Beaten and videotaped, mm-hmm. well, you know, beaten by the cops and videotaped. Mm-hmm. Back then, videotape was hard to to come by. It wasn't <laughs> like now everybody got a phone. Right, i right, mean right. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, it was it had never been captured before what we were going through, mm-hmm. and we just knew these cops were going to go to jail, and none of them went to jail. So people mm-hmm. took to the streets, mm-hmm. and I was in the Bay Area, and had been asked by my boss to go and just do legal observation and Mm -hmm. make sure the cops were obeying the rules and nothing got Mm hand, and they swept everybody up including my little you know educated uh, (laughs) thought I was above it all. No peace, no
3: justice, no peace, no justice, no peace. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: Exactly. And I wasn't even chanting. I was just walking (laughs) alongside with my little clipboard trying to take Mm notes. And um, then I looked around. I said, Jesus, man, you know, my my, communities free speech rights are being trampled on nobody anything violent Mm -hmm. um in in in, you know that march Mm -hmm. and um... And it just underscored to me the need to work on criminal justice and policing issues, and that's really what I I focused on, and and I learned so much doing that because when you're working on policing issues and criminal justice, yes, you sir. really have to work at the grassroots level. Yes, Most top level politicians are not going to deal with you, yes, and so you're going to be dealing with grandmamas and, and preachers and mm-hmm. and youth and and other folks until you get some victories going, mm-hmm. and um, and 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 I'll never forget. Of what it's like when you're fighting the whole system mm-hmm. with just you know a few allies, right. but then to be able to win sometimes it just shows you, you the power of the people.
3: My man, I want to thank you for calling my show. I hope it was a good time, a good ride for you there, Van. Yeah,
0: yeah it it was. And I just want to ask everybody, you know, beyond the messy truth—that's the name of my book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get the book. It's gonna. It's, I promise you. However you're feeling, when you get done <laughs> with the book, you're gonna feel better. And join the Love Army. LoveArmy dot org. And let's, let's let's try to to get us to a better place. I'm not going to let this orange weirdo steal my joy. We're going to keep moving.
3: But man, I love you. I watch you. Uh, your passion is what what drives to me to continue to be a fan of yours. Keep doing well, what you're doing. That. Don't stop. And I'm gonna post this on our money making conversation, uh, Facebook page and our Twitter account. And we're going to keep building and selling the brand of Van Jones. Okay.
0: Thank you very much. Appreciate you, man.
3: Appreciate. Cool. That's Van Jones. You heard Dr. Ian Smith. You heard my man. Mark Randall from the SBA talking about disaster relief. Alan Maldonado, he will be on Blackish this tomorrow, in fact, the 17th. He also will be cast as a consistent role player in The Last OG starring Tracy Morgan, Cedric the Entertainer. He has another movie coming out with uh, Mike Epps and Terry Crews on Lionsgate. But more importantly, closing it out, Dr. Yolanda Raglin, the best foot doctor in the world. I'll be back on Monday great show i appreciate everybody who listens appreciate the comments put them down there on our facebook keep spreading the word about money making conversation this is your show i interview industry decision makers ceos small businesses and celebrities to tell you the secrets of success because guess what you can be successful too i'm Rashad mcdonald talk to you next week